0: Hey, what's up, guys? This is Ben Light. And
1: this is Marco Sparks.
0: And we're just doing that annoying thing, the double intro, the uh, intro before the intro to the podcast. This was recorded, I don't know, August, maybe? A July? while ago. A while ago. It's been a while. We've been recording these all summer. Thought we'd do a little bumper here, uh, just let you know about the episode coming up. Uh, we're going to have Melanie Mayron, the director of the episode. This is for Eye of the Beholder, S2E23. Uh, which you know because you downloaded it yeah which you know because he downloaded it the one with Duncan uh, the the pilot the teen pilot
1: this is Benjamin Light's favorite episode that we did
0: that's true this is the (laughs) you know I mean they were all pretty fun this is the my favorite one firstly Uh, also we just want to give a heads up we wrote a book it's called Trouble Always Finds Me it comes out tomorrow Uh, you can go buy it now on Amazon or Apple Books it is a sequel to My Name is Trouble so you should probably read that one first they're kind of teen detective books they are lots of fun go to troublesignsme.com for more info there we are doing a little contest slash uh, you know bribery scheme where if you uh tweet or Instagram a picture of the book because you purchased it or an e-reader if you bought the ebook and or if you stole it yeah or if you stole it that works too hashtag trouble uh we'll we'll see it we will notate it we'll have a, a little drawing later on i think we'll take two people and uh the winners can be a guest on this podcast uh, do a pl commentary track with us or you can be a guest on headcanon We can do a movie or tv show of your choice they get to pick the PLO episode if they so chose i guess so i mean i guess the only question is uh what if they pick one we've already done Ooh, good question do it again or just tell them no well, it's like
1: a real question. Are you better than the <laughs> guests we already had? That's a good question. Yeah. Thunderdome.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. So if you want to get in on that, uh, you can tweet, hashtag Trouble Finds Me, or Instagram, or if you have neither and you still want to participate, send us an email, rosewatchpl2 at uh, com, Or snail mail us, which we'll never see. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Cool. All right. Well, we hope you enjoy this episode. Mm, bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Benjamin Light. And I'm Marco Sparks. And welcome back to Bros Watch PLL2. This week on the podcast, we have a special guest, the director of S2E23 Eye of the Beholder. It is Melody Mayron. How are you doing?
2: Good, good. Thank you so much for having me here.
1: Thank you for joining us. Um, <laughs> the Emmy-winning actress, and a veteran of film and TV and multiple TV shows, like, like directing TV shows. I, really, I saw an interview with you in Variety a while back, and I love this quote you had about, why do I keep getting hired as the TV director? Because I'm good.
2: Did I say that?
1: (laughs) I'm I'm paraphrasing, but I mean, essentially you were like, do a good job and people invite you back.
2: That's hilarious. (laughs) Well, you know what it is when you're in school and you're growing up, you you know, your parents, everybody always says, if you do a good job, you're going to get a better, you know, you're just going to get better. And like, if you're good in school, you're going to get a better job and all all this stuff. And I always thought as an actor, that didn't mean anything because as an actor, it was what you look like and you could be really good and not, not get the job. (laughs) And when I started directing, I I was starting to get work. And I was, I said to my agent one year, I said, how come I'm getting so much? It was right when I started directing. And she said, because you're good. And I said, you being good gets you the job. (laughs) Because (laughs) (laughs) As an actor, it never meant anything. So maybe that came from that.
0: (laughs) That makes sense. So I imagine yeah. um, you uh, worked on 30-something with Joseph Doherty. He's the writer of this episode. Um, how yeah. did this come about, you directing for the show? Was it just a call from him? or
2: No, it was it was um, Marlene, who was the showrunner. They, she had called for me. And actually, they had wanted me for season one. And I was in New Orleans shooting. I was in Atlanta shooting Mean Girls 2. And I <laughs> believe it or not. And I couldn't do it. So they got me season two, which was great. But it was a great coincidence that Joe wrote that episode. So it was a really sweet kind of 30-something reunion, which is
1: great. I know this is a generic question, but what is it like? Like just going from in front of the camera to behind the camera, especially like working with Joe in a slightly different way, you know, bringing his words to life, but in a different way.
2: It was was really cool. I, I had done photography forever and I used to like, in between acting jobs, whatever I would take actors' headshots for money. So I knew the camera, I knew the lenses. Um, I always always paid attention whenever I was on a film set or any kind of TV set, whatever. I would always stand by the camera guys and talk to them and ask them questions. And you know, being on a film set is just like free film school. It, everybody's happy mm-hmm. to talk to you and answer questions if you ask them. You know, mm-hmm. so a lot of the actors would be in their make makeup and hair trailer or their own trailer or hanging out and I would instead be on the set with the camera guys. So it was, it was a natural thing for me to try directing and it was, it was wonderful.
1: Excellent. And then what did you think coming into this show? Um, Had you, had you seen it at all or did you stay with it like in between episodes that you directed?
2: Yeah. Well, I would, what happens is I would, I would see everything up to the show that I was going to do because it's so serialized. You have to, you can't miss anything. Mm -hmm. and um i have to know when i'm working with the actors too what what their character what happened with their character you know like i couldn't just you can't just jump into it and then the next one i would do i would watch all of them up to you know from the last one i did up to that one so i i watched them all i kept up it was i even got to act in one of them with lucy hale i played her (laughs) photography teacher i
0: i have a lot of questions in our in our next episode with you Yeah.
3: okay good
0: (laughs) Yeah, I have uh, to say this is one of my favorite episodes of the show. Like right at the end of season two there, it, it hits this groove where the, the big build up to the A reveal, like all right. these episodes, just they they feel really, really tight and like really exciting as we're getting yeah. close to the reveal.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely.
1: OK, cool. All
0: right. Well, if you're listening along at home, we will be watching Eye of the Beholder season two, episode 23. We're going to start it right from the beginning, including the previously. So go ahead and get ready to hit play. We'll do a countdown from three. So three, two, one, play. The red coat.
1: Because I can just imagine, like, if you weren't as caught up on the show and you're like, wait, her name's Aria, and there's an Allison, and there's a Vivian, what's... Going on here. <laughs>
2: That's right. And A. Who is A? Boy, they stretched that out for many years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and just, I mean, this previously on is just like another new character or another
0: character featured repeatedly. Right. I remember that was such a cool moment when Arya got recognized as Vivian Dark for them like that. <laughs>
2: So this is a scene that every show apparently starts with where you have all four girls talking. I was ready to kill myself when I read the scene. I think it was like four (laughs) or five pages, my first episode. And I was like, oh, my God, four of them sitting at a table talking. How do I make it interesting? They were like, don't worry, Melanie. We do this every show. There's always a long scene with the four of them kind of setting it all up. And they're so good at it. The actresses just fall into it so well.
1: Mm Yeah, I mean, we've kind of gotten the impression, though, that the more actors you put into a scene, like, definitely the longer it takes the film with the coverage and, you know, God forbid something goes wrong. We have to start another take or or what have yeah. you. Yeah,
2: well, it does. I mean, you know, television likes close-ups. Um, a lot of movies have them or don't have them. They can have scenes without them. But TV, I guess because the screens used to all be little, so they would go into the faces as much as they, they could because the image, when it was a little screen, was, you know... You couldn't see the people so much, but they always like the close-ups. And, and yes, every time you have an actor, if there's four people in a scene or six people in a scene, they call it coverage. You have to cover every character so that when you cut the scene together, you can go to a close-up On You have your choice of going to a close-up on any of them. So yeah, the more people you have in a scene, it does take longer to film. That I just shot in a two-shot, but there was a close-up of of uh, Toby there.
0: Yeah, I think they've like kind of broken up ish right now. Yeah. Toby's yeah. mad at Spencer.
2: Spencer's upset.
0: At- mm-hmm. Oh, just the way she just slumps into that
1: chair.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And of Toby. course, it's supposed to be a little town of Pennsylvania, and I'm from Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> a lot of the references are really really fun they were fun for me the line producer Lisa Cochran Nealon she would when we would look for locations. she was from right where I was from suburban Philly and she'd always say it looks like home doesn't it I go yep yeah (laughs) that little part of Burbank California looks like home (laughs)
0: so this is I think this is when
1: Emily lives with with the Marins briefly right
0: yeah I think she's living there right now Hannah doesn't have a phone because Ashley wanted to see it, so she just threw it away.
2: Oh, God. They're so good together, as mother and daughter, Laura and Ashley.
1: This is like their their power
3: center. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh, I love the scene with Mona here. (laughs)
1: This is important during pandemic times. Make sure everyone has some, some hand sanitizing.
2: Yeah. Now that hand sanitizer is gel. That's my sister and my father made it. Oh, it's oh, a nice. brand. Yeah. And we did a little product placement. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's funny.
1: It It's always funny when you put Lucy Hale in between Troyant and Shay. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> so much like, shorter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, like a foot difference
2: and she also has heels on or platforms she <laughs> she she's never in flats so if you see a difference there's even more of one with
3: <laughs>
1: oh i just noticed that kyle bound cob yeah keegan's a wonderful photographer oh
2: yeah he's got a he's got of some photo
1: books public yeah The only downside of these commentary episodes is sometimes, having not seen these in a while, I just like freeze and just watch.
2: <laughs> That's okay. This was a very tense scene between their their two yeah. characters. They played it really, really well. He's just not giving her an inch.
1: No. Yeah. Well, and I think it nails that thing That's- too. I get the emotional content without seeing the dialogue.
2: Right. Troyan is so good at that. She's a wonderful.
0: I know when we talked to some of the other people who've worked on the show, they kind of described the show and how like the emotional uh, tension was always so high. Like everything was like constantly at this really intense level. Like what was that like to direct, like just to, to kind of pull that out of people?
2: Well, you know, these four actresses, have that's I mean I was I'm coming in sort of at the end of season two right mm-hmm. so they've been doing it they really knew the characters they knew the tone of the show um I think Joe Dougherty had said it's like uh Alfred Hitchcock for teenagers mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. was that was kind of the tone and that sort of thriller suspense and they just it, it was like you know when I got there I mean they're kind of it's like their sweet spot you know they, they know what to do they know where where They should be with the work. So it was all just kind of, you know, tweaking them if I saw a moment that they missed or something that I knew the producers, Joe, wanted to make sure we got that moment. But um, they really, they really know what they're doing. She was amazing, too.
1: Now, Jen is a character who casts a big shadow on this show. Like, what did you think just having this character show up like just like when you were like binging to catch up but like then knowing you have to bring these scenes to life like what were you thinking like oh my god what is what is this character
2: well yeah I mean she's everybody's like freaked out about her that she's can't see anymore it's a what does she know that they don't know you know it's mm-hmm. it's this scene was great too this was a oh, really yeah. good scene with Aria and,
0: I love the scene I love her reaction when he, he asks like Where's Allie now, or or something like that, and just like the the way she kind of has to yeah the news, mm-hmm.
2: she's got to tell him. Uh, I mean, this episode has the plane. That was
0: one of my favorite scenes.
2: Yeah, killer scene with these two. Between these
1: two, how old is Duncan? Do you think? he's
2: just a
0: teenage pilot wow is he a teenager
2: yeah. no he was well he was a little older than them wasn't he
0: i think so it's unclear exactly how old but yeah
1: i was like
0: you could tell me he's 17 you could tell me he's 25 right i love that just the shock on his face like those totally not the uh answer he was expecting to wear his house. right
3: mm-hmm. right
0: I always kind of wish they'd brought this guy back.
3: Yeah.
2: Wasn't he just in my episode or was he? In He's briefly more? in the
0: episode before, like right at the end. But yeah, I think this right. is pretty much it.
2: The casting is so good on the show. I mean, everybody they got, or everybody at least that I worked with, wonderful. You know, the level of acting that the four girls. Have they they are an astonishing ensemble, you know? Any emotional work, if they had to cry, if they had to scream or yell, they just brought it. They just brought it. I mean, mm. it wasn't like, oh my god, I have to pull something out of somebody, or they're just their training or their natural ability. They're just, you know, they just really such professionals. Let's put it that way.
1: Not to mention. The dancing. <laughs>
3: yeah. That's right.
1: <laughs> I mean, like, talk about the close-ups. I love that there's there's so much time just, like, given to reactions than the scene in the previous one.
2: Now, I, sh- I shot this when, when Marlene King, who's the showrunner, saw this episode. She called me and she said, what did you do? I said, what do you mean? Because you did something different than the other directors that have directed so far. What did you do? I said, she goes, you, you had the tension. It was, it was more emotional and it was, it was more tension in it. And what I did was I made a little choice on every scene where the girls are just talking about relationships or their own personal, you know, I guess, relationship with boys or with them that wasn't the plot. I shot the the shots were static, but all the scenes where they were talking about A or or like the last scene with Duncan, we were talking about the plot or the story. I kept the camera rocking back and forth. And it's funny that we're watching it with without sound now. Well, this was a big crane shot coming up. This mm-hmm. was a really fancy shot here. You'll see this, but I'll show you what I mean this i lined them up so that each line they had i could just keep moving the camera across
0: oh yeah here's our big crane
2: here's the big crane shot the camera was low on the ground pulled back this guy walked in front of it we were tilting up but he was low and then the camera started to climb and look down on everybody, and that ended the act. But if you watch it, it, when we see the other scenes, you'll see that if you watch the background, you'll see it's rolling back and forth.
1: They're always kind of at sea, nice.
2: Yeah, just to give it a little, not in this stuff, because this wasn't with the girls, this was more about them. And so you see it's a still. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of stuff nobody would notice, but Marlene knew it because she knew the show. And it was just a way to keep all the scenes with a lot of dialogue about A and what's happening. To just give them a little little something, something, you know?
0: Yeah, even if the viewer doesn't notice it, they are going to feel it.
2: No, it, you feel it. Yeah, it comes off.
1: I'm trying not to laugh just because you can see the smoke coming out of Keegan Allen's ears as he looks at Ren.
2: <laughs> yeah, he does not like him.
1: Yeah, I feel like uh, you know because it's part of what you what you're designed to do this episode. I like the idea that scenes of Jenna are just eerily still.
3: Right. I
2: know. mean, it would move in, you know, for something, but it wasn't like what I'm talking
0: about. Where right. it's kind of like a dramatic push in. Yeah. 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 Spencer reading as usual.
2: Right. Trying to find a place where she could be alone and then be found. This was a long scene too. So I wanted to start them somewhere, have them walk, and then they could sit, you know, just so it wasn't all just sitting. Mm-hmm.
0: This is a set, right? Even though it looks outdoors. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, you know, it's, it's funny. All these years, I've never even thought about it being a set. Like I've always just—the lighting is just always so good.
2: Yeah, because it feels like it's outside, and they'll have you know fans blowing for the wind. And Shay just had a baby a little while mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Sasha Patricia's is pregnant right now.
2: They see,
0: Yeah, it's funny to see
2: oh, them all certain
0: wow. families.
1: Yeah, there's a couple pretty little mamas.
2: <laughs> pretty little mamas, that's great. Oh, my God.
0: I like how they're always finding more of Allison's things occasionally, just when they need a new clue.
2: Right, right, right.
1: You said that, and I thought you were referring to Jason for a moment
0: actually <laughs> like, I just found another weird bag of her mysterious knickknacks and clues for you to look through
2: she, Maya
0: yeah Maya kind of haunts these last few episodes even though she's not in them you're just like getting a right. little, like, text messages from her right but she hasn't met her
1: demise yet no no that's not until the finale oh you're <laughs> this is the episode when the, the Montgomery parents separately visit Byron, right? Think, or uh, I, visit Ezra. I, I think so, yeah. Excellent. What was this emotional content like for you to dive into?
2: This was really interesting. She's so wonderful. Boy. Um, you know, mm-hmm. this older man seeing her daughter trying to get rid of him.
0: like how she has to make clear like i'm not being an ally for you just, just so we're clear at that i'm just here for yeah the water. <laughs>
3: yeah
1: He just puts his hands in his pockets and and takes his medicine
3: uh-huh
0: It's funny watching this out there, listening to some of the uh, Pretty Little Wine Mons podcasts where Holly Marie Combs just hates the Esther character.
2: She does.
1: <laughs> well, and bigger indignity is for him to say, It matters what you think
2: of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God.
0: They're finally asking about, Hey, something, somebody after my daughter? She acts kind of weird.
3: Right, right. Oh, my God. Look at
1: that outfit. Yeah. <laughs> I oh. just noticed that her belt thing is like the size of a phone.
0: Yeah, that's a really big one. Oh,
2: bucket. yeah. Oh, my God. Now, the end of this scene had a really cool transition. I thought I was, oh, so clever. Um, she wa- she looks at her phone at the end, and then we cut to what's on the phone, and then when we come back, you think you'd be in this scene. We're in the next scene.
3: Nice.
2: I thought that was a cool way to get one one to the one scene to the next. <laughs> yeah. The camera goes. We right, see that, yeah, that and right. then <laughs> and then oh, we're somewhere else. Somebody else is holding the phone. (laughs) They always call that a transition. You know, what's your transition from scene to scene? It's like the end of a chapter and the beginning of a new chapter in a book. Mm -hmm. Some people don't pay any attention to it. And sometimes you can do really cool ones.
0: (laughs) Well, it's just making fun of Toby's track.
3: (laughs)
1: Yeah. I like that he's hanging out on campus. I mean, he's he's, he's waiting for Jenna because he's not a student at this point, right?
0: At some point, I think he's going to get his GED. I don't know if that's happening here or if he's okay. just there for Jenna, yeah.
1: Also, Hannah is dressed like the coolest, most casual, like, 80s. Yeah,
0: totally.
1: Lady about town.
2: Huh. Shorts with tights underneath.
1: Mm-hmm. But nothing tight or nothing like, you know, It looks it looks very, like, roomy, like
0: she's... Cash. Yeah, super cash. Hannah yeah. has a lot of different fashion phases on this show.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. She totally does. And she looks great in all of them.
3: Back of clues.
1: <laughs> and we're somewhere after obviously aria having sex dreams about jason right
3: yeah
0: yeah that that happened like in season 2a i think okay aria's right, like bye i have to go meet a teen pilot <laughs> huh
2: The jewelry box with the ballerina.
0: Oh, yeah. this mm-hmm. um, We see this come back a lot.
2: Yeah, for the, the introduction. I had a box with a little ballerina like that when I was a girl. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. I think Veronica seems like just found out that Jason is Peter's kid.
3: <laughs> right.
2: The mother is all freaked out.
0: Get him out of here.
2: Right. So they're half brother, half sister, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Eventually on the show, you would find out that Spencer is like half siblings with
0: a lot of people. Peter Hastings is everyone's father almost, yeah. Yeah. Uh So this is one of the few times we really leave the uh, back lot, right?
2: No, we're on the back lot. Oh,
0: really? Wow. We're on
2: the lot. That's out where they... I wanted to shoot it as big as I could, you know, but it's Mm -hmm. out where they put gas pumps or where they fill up the trucks of the studio. Oh, okay.
0: Okay, that makes sense.
1: (laughs) Some WB employees are like, they don't usually bring the cameras over here. That's
2: right, exactly. Like, wait, what's everybody doing over here
1: <laughs> but I, I do like that you have all that all that background there all that depth
2: they look at all that
1: and then you're going to take them
0: so tight right in a moment
2: right right
0: allison has the weirdest collection of stuff <laughs> <laughs> trophies yeah season. we went
2: from real big to real real little The camera was like almost on the floor on a track, just sliding along, looking up at them.
1: That's a great shot. Do you, well, I, I wanted to ask you, if you like storyboard or like how you plan the shots? But I think James has a lot of questions about this scene. Yeah.
0: I just love this scene. I love the tension in it and the way he kind of uses them being stuck up in the air to like force his answers out of her.
2: Yeah. One of my favorite shots in here is when I do a close-up of her hands when she comes off when she takes them off the the wheel and puts them back in her lap. You know, like she's just so. I just wanted to show that that how nervous she was. You know, (laughs) like just a moment where she takes a breath and is like, "I'm so glad I'm not doing that anymore."
0: I assume they're just in like a a they brought a plane.
2: They Yeah, they brought the piece of a plane without wings and had it propped up and guys moved it around. And there was big green screen really far away from it. And they had the lights, those red lights set up way out on the sides for the wing lights.
0: Oh, nice, nice.
2: See those lights going?
0: Yeah. Catch the kind of tint of them.
2: On the the side and the... There you see them out in the background.
1: Well, it's a nice evolution of what you were talking about, just because here it's it's the most bumpy of rides as the plot is you know, cascading around her. Right,
2: right. right. Have you guys ever flown in a tiny little plane like this? It's like that.
3: I, you, that, I always that feel like scary. I'm in an old
2: Volkswagen <laughs> bouncing around in the sky. <laughs> an old Volkswagen Beetle they're so tiny and you're just up there
1: it's uh you know like right now I don't have a fear of heights but like I've been in a plane like this once or twice and it's like yeah I. it's beautiful but that's really
2: far down yeah exactly
1: <laughs> this plane wall's like maybe an inch thick
3: <laughs> right it's true
0: Oh, they just keeps making her fly,
3: yeah,
2: now these are closer, close ups as it progresses I get and tighter on them.
0: he finally takes over out oh, there you go, oh, yeah, there's that shot for hands there that's
3: the shot, yeah, just.
1: And I like that the scene, it feels longer than like the previous scenes in the episode, but like in a great way, like you're not afraid to pull away from the tension until it's time.
0: Mm -hmm. When you guys are doing this, was there a lot of like airplane noises like on set or is that all added later?
2: It's added it was really quiet for their dial. And this this shot here, we did a nice. We moved the camera down. I knew it was the end of the act, like, and we moved it down and to the left, so it felt like the plane was flying away. Nice, right? No, we had to add all that noise, and I knew it had to be loud and crazy. So because the sound would add so much to that scene. Now we have Chad Lowe.
0: Hey, you got most of the actors it seems like in this episode yeah,
2: yeah. it's a showdown in the okay corral here
0: <laughs> i
1: yeah I, I this part of the show with chad lowe and ezra it just feels like he's constantly walking in and like trying to debate which weapons they're going to use in the duel
2: right <laughs> which guns
1: pistols or rapiers or whatever
3: <laughs> yeah yeah good it's true
0: And so mad. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: I, I blocked this in such a way that, that um, they take each other's place and go back. So what that happens is when you're shooting one of their shots, it, it, it not only is it the one close up, but it becomes a close up on the other one as well. So the actors have to really stay into it. Do you know what I mean? Because they're Mm. they're changing places.
1: So are you having them just run through the whole scene several times? Okay. the way Ezra stands up to Byron
2: Mm -hmm. I love they talk about ego (laughs) whose ego are we talking about
0: you got that kind of dead-eyed smile from Ezra there that he pulls out Mm -hmm. occasionally (laughs) I think this ultimately ends with uh, them just canceling Ezra's class for the next semester yeah (laughs) god i mean it's a debate about Ari, obviously but it's like they're kind of mirrors of each other totally i mean byron did the same exact thing pretty much only a little bit older
1: yeah age appropriate but huh well and and then if i remember correctly a lot of ella's issue with with ezra was she never would bring up the age was always just she was your student Yeah. yeah oh
2: interesting right teacher student
1: Couple, couple writers emailing
3: people.
1: (laughs) So you got to do just like a, like a, like a voiceover session with. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. She, she, we ran it. She did all the dialogue, so we could cut to it. And I, it was almost like a little a music video you know like a little montage because it was just <laughs> almost like a page of her re- you know reading what she wrote
0: you had to kind of make it, it
2: visually
0: like
1: how to interesting, make it
2: interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
1: i mean the only thing missing is like a wind machine
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I mean, then it, being so close and then here we just pulled away at the end
1: how does PLL compare with, with all these moving parts to, you know, Jane the Virgin or, or other shows like modern shows?
2: You know, it's, it's, it's a thriller, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's like, that's really the genre. So it's like Jane the Virgin would be more comedy, romance, family drama, procedural. Jane, Jane the Virgin was like a, they called it a genre smash mm-hmm. It was a lot of, with you know, a lot of visual tricks and stuff. Mm-hmm. This is just like classic. It is like like classic thriller kind of stuff. And everybody, all the directors and producers, they they approached it that way from the writing and the story structure to, to the shooting.
1: Would it be like like a comparable amount of just like pieces that you have to puzzle together? They're just different depending on the genre of the show, the tone.
2: Yeah, I mean. Y- y- you want to keep it interesting. You want to have it look like their show, you know, mm. you can't go in and shoot it. Well, I'm going to make the whole show handheld or, you know, <laughs> you can't, you, you can't reinvent the wheel. They've got a wheel going and it's successful. So you have to step into it, but you know, it's good transitions working with the actors, still trying to come up with cool shots in that world. Mm. In this episode, we really did. I mean, the plane stuff was great. The, the, the shot, um, well, well, we'll get to it. There was the crane shot. There's a shot above all of them when they're looking in the bedroom mm-hmm. at at Allison's things. And the very end shot was a special lens they needed. That was a hole we had to do tests on it mm-hmm. with the ballerina at the end. All right. So it's fun to come up with, you know, really cool. This show is great because you can do really cool angles, tense tense angles. Here, do you see how the background's moving? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I was... Yeah, it's just like the slight sense of unease,
2: right? Right, exactly.
0: Bob's and wheeze there. Uh huh. About to have a snack of like peanut butter and. Milk. Peanut butter and crackers looks like. Mm.
3: Oh, the good old days. This is when they
2: find out about the clues.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty fun little way for A and
3: uh, Mm -hmm. Allie
0: to have been communicating.
1: All the like weird little troll dolls they've been looking at for <laughs> who knows how long before they see the newspaper wrapping.
2: Right. <laughs> it's all right there.
1: Uh, not the first time that the show will have Spencer going through the trash. for. Oh, yeah. well, really?
2: <laughs> and I highlighted it too.
0: <laughs> I just found the Aria family like home set interesting because it's so dark compared to the other sets. Like it's all wood paneling.
2: That's true. It's an old um, craftsman house that mm. they have all the dark Oak. They leave the Oak everywhere.
1: I mean, it's like I look at the house and I think, okay, I could see where some of Aria's personality comes from.
3: Yeah. Oh, boy. Just worried about her daughter.
2: She does not want them that. getting married. <laughs> but you see in this scene it's static. Again, like the camera's still. Because mm-hmm. it's not about the plot. Or the the thriller aspect of it.
1: I like that with the movement of Hannah like going in and out of shadow as mm-hmm. we kind of lead her. Oh, is this the fire? Yeah. Yes.
2: yeah my first episode and i had an airplane (laughs) i had a fire boy i was really (laughs) this was incredible that getting ready
0: for this explosion this is a fun shot coming up here Yeah, it sounds like explodes, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, it's a big. The whole house exploded. This was scary. It was like eleven o'clock at night.
3: There we go. Man,
1: this house has taken a beating on this show.
2: We had like five cameras set up. <laughs>
1: classic like you get to do this once
2: exactly <laughs> it better not be any mistakes
1: <laughs> oh is this where Ren patches up spencer i think so yeah yes
2: yes yes
1: i i've always loved that just because it's here you have her like the the grizzled action hero like the, the the gender reversal of typical, you know, old Hollywood. I I love that.
3: Uh-huh.
0: Tammy that Sorsak like really does have to do a lot without her eyes.
2: Yeah. It's interesting because you see in something like this how much your eyes help when you don't see them.
1: And here you I, I really see, like you're talking about with the camera's. Yeah. Unsettled.
2: It's just slight. It's subtle. It's a subtle choice. Yeah. See with him too. And here. Oh, here we pushed in. <laughs> that doesn't count.
1: <laughs> but you know, that's, I like that because you, I feel like you never really, the, the show never really does Jenna and profile as a reaction shot. Uh-huh. We always just get hair and big glasses Mm-hmm. How many times Ashley has to show up to something and be like, Hannah, what the hell?
2: Yeah. Right.
0: Constantly showing up at the hospital or the police station.
2: Right, right, right. Yes. Friends like,
1: you ever going to hang up your six shooters?
3: (laughs) Right.
1: He's like, yeah, I'm just holding your hand now.
2: See, there's no, there's again, again, like this is a scene where I didn't do the move the camera.
0: Because it was like about them, so.
2: yeah, it's a relationship scene. So it's, you know, when you're hired to direct a, a series, it's always like you want to, as a director, do a really good job, so they hire you back, and so that your show, they think your episode stands out in some way. So it's it's kind of you're threading the needle. You're trying to shoot it the way they like it shot, but still come up with some memorable things so that mm-hmm. they you know they notice.
1: Well and I imagine like challenge yourself as well. Like always Sure,
2: find- absolutely. Yeah. It's like what can I do that's, you mm-hmm. know, how can I bring it to life in the best, coolest way possible or the scariest way, or mm-hmm. most emotional way, or whatever it needs.
0: They're almost kind of inching right up to the line with the Spencer and Ren relationship, and kind of pulling back.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, this show gets so much positive mileage just out of reactions and faces, and it's true. Oh, bad was the fire? Well, the house blew up, so yeah.
0: <laughs> My back window is
3: right, right. Very
0: big. Oh, this is where right. Veronica Hastings has to feel bad about uh, Jason because his house blew up,
3: right? Right, right.
0: Well,
1: and I imagine a lot of it has to do with Nolan North's availability, but I love that the tension is about Peter, but it's usually played out via Peter and or, 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 uh, Jason and Veronica
2: right it's a whole other thing here
3: Hmm. (sighs) he's just going to stare at her the whole time i
0: imagine you had to get used to a lot of uh scenes with phone calls and text messages on the show. Right,
2: right. I think that's every show now, you know. Yeah,
0: pretty mm-hmm. much. Our
2: smartphones, it's not like the
3: old days.
1: And yet it doesn't it doesn't like, overshadow it. I mean, I think back to, you know, shows from the 80s and 90s where it was just people talking. And it's like, that's, there's so much of this still, you know?
0: Yeah. I just remember the the split screens they used to do on phone calls. Mm. The right. the classic Harry, when Harry met Sally, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah I really love uh, Tammin in this scene. It's just yeah, like, should... why did you save me? Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: pulls her out and she's like this is hannah by the way
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) it's like the the sunglasses come down a little bit i think Uh. she's a little more human because i mean this character i mean we talked before on on the podcast like in a different show This is the main character, and they're the villains. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. but like on on Pretty Little Liars, like she's constantly play like she's the boogeyman,
2: right? This I loved going through the window in on them.
0: And sure, this is another one of those scenes where you had to get lots of coverage for all four of the actors. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: And then you've got props too.
2: Right. So this was setting it up for my big end shot. And of course, you know, they call these inserts when you do close-ups. I love this shot. It was just down on them. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. But um You know, when you go really close on something, they call it an insert shot. And you do a lot of them in shows like this, because you need to see the the detail or what they're seeing. The audience needs to see it. Mm -hmm. See, like
3: that.
0: Oh, yeah, there we go.
3: <laughs> That's it.
2: So that was a very, very special lens. Creepy ending, but really <laughs> cool. <laughs> Did
1: you say you had to do all kinds of tests just to try out the lens? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, to see. they. It had to be a telephoto lens where you could see the four girls, and that was in the foreground, but it was out of focus, and then they rack right to it, and all of a sudden the girls blow out, mm-hmm. and you just see the ballerina twirling.
0: Ooh, creepy. <laughs> oh
3: creepy. Well that
2: was fun.
0: Yeah, that was I the beholder. Fun thanks, trip guys. down memory lane.
2: <laughs> yeah. My yes, gosh.
0: So. so yeah, uh thanks for joining us on this. It was
3: absolutely
0: really neat to uh, kind of revisit. I mean, for you, what was it like? This was your first uh time doing an episode. Uh, it sounds like it was a pretty good experience for you.
2: Yeah, it was a really, really good experience. I had directed a movie called The Babysitter's Club. Oh, right. And this whole cast, they were all like 10 years before, 12 years before when it came out. So they were all the right age, as little girls. You know, it was one of their favorite movies when they were 12 and 13. So when they heard that I had directed The Babysitter's Club, I was all of a sudden like Queen <laughs> Melanie.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they were like, the original, the original, oh my god that was my favorite movie growing up
2: and that movie meant so much to me <laughs> so well, that was really that was great so i loved working with the girls and i loved working with joe and all the producers and
3: mm.
2: um you know everybody was so supportive and it was just a great great experience
1: well and, and clearly the start of of a very fruitful one because he came back for several more and yeah, got to appear yeah. in the show
2: That's right. It was great. Became my home.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next time. Have a good one.
2: Good. Thanks, guys. Bye, bye.